Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone. For drivers who want to get the most out of their cars, it's Bridgestone or nothing. Dow Automotive Systems. Improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives at DowBetamate.com. And by Hyundai. Experience the 2011 Hyundai Sonata today at HyundaiSonata.com. Hello out there in the automotive world. This is AutoLine Daily for October 13. Well, one thing we now know from the latest UAW negotiations, Chrysler sure knows how to bargain harder than GM or Ford. While Chrysler will pay a $3,500 signing bonus split in two payments, Ford's paying $6,000, GM $5,000. Chrysler also got a reduction in skilled trades classifications. Ford didn't get that. The Detroit News reports that Chrysler got almost the same terms that it offered to the union on September 14th. So it sure looks like the union wasted a whole month in getting this agreement. And yet, even with the best deal amongst the big three, a lot of Ford workers do not seem to like the new contract. So the UAW leadership seems to be trying to scare them into approving it. Bloomberg reports that the union is telling Ford workers they're going to go on strike if the contract's rejected. They also say Ford will hire scab workers to keep its plants running. Wow, scab workers? Really? Would Ford risk an all-out labor war with unions from all over the country joining in to protest against the company if it hired scabs? Would it risk production disruptions from these protests? Maybe even violence? Of course not. So here's my Autoline insight. The UAW leadership is worried. If the Ford contract is not approved and they go on strike, the entire country is going to turn against the union and Bob King's proclamations that this is a new cooperative union will be seen as meaningless. I believe it's the UAW that's trying to scare Ford workers into approving this contract by threatening them with scab labor. But you know, that's the kind of threat that could backfire. It will just make the radicals in the union even more angry. Yesterday, we reported that China is going to implement stricter crash standards for cars, and here's a great example of why it needs to. Chinese automaker Cherry received a terrible crash rating in Australian crash tests for its J11 SUV. A typical score is usually four to five stars. The J11 only got two. It performed poorly in offset tests because it did not offer proper protection for the driver against chest, leg, and foot injuries. The SUV's design was also deemed dangerous for pedestrians. When the Tata Nano was introduced in India, it was hailed as the world's cheapest car, but that hype has made it less attractive to buyers. According to foreignpolicy.com, the car, the car has been a bust due in part to its cheap image. Last month, only 1,200 were shipped to dealers, and overall, only 129,000 have been sold since its launch two and a half years ago. The Nano was projected to be selling up to 25,000 units a month by now, and unfortunately for Tata, this is one of the enduring images of the Nano. With the goal of cutting fuel consumption and emissions, GM is developing an all-new lineup of small gasoline engines. Using a modular architecture, they'll be offered in three and four-cylinder versions, 
with displacements ranging from 1 to 1.5 liters. They'll also be built and sold in markets around the world. Look for high-end features like direct fuel injection and turbocharging. The company estimates, estimates by the end of this decade, the program could encompass as many as 2 million engines a year. Hey, whatever happened to the humble incandescent bulb? It's lighted the world for more than a century, but today it's been replaced by a laundry list of new technologies, ranging from halogen and xenon to fluorescent and LED. In the automotive realm, InsideLine.com reports that BMW is ready to add another one to the list, lasers. The company is expected to introduce the technology within the next two or three years. LED lighting is the latest fad, but lasers promise to be much better delivering 1,000 times as much light in a package that's 100 times smaller. They're also twice as efficient and should last for 10,000 hours. I'm Craig Cole, 4,000 feet above sea level in the mountains of Oregon, and there's only one vehicle that can get me back down again. That is coming right up. What if we always settled for the first thing that came along? Then we'd never have gotten here. Introducing the Sonata Hybrid from Hyundai. Getting around beautiful mountains, dirt trails, and off-roading has meant one thing for 70 years. Jeep. And Chrysler chose all of the above to showcase the new 2012 Wrangler. This is a brand that's at wide open throttle right now. For 2011, it significantly updated all of its products. The Grand Cherokee is new. The Compass and Patriot both received big upgrades. The Liberty got some much needed love. And even the Wrangler has a snazzy new interior. And Jeep is not finished. One area this rock crawler desperately needed help was under the hood. Its Iacocca era 3.8 liter V6 was woefully underpowered not to mention unrefined. But Chrysler has come up with a dynamite solution to this problem. So the uh, Pentastar V6, um, I think uh, you guys are familiar with it. It was previously launched in the Grand Cherokee, but new for Wrangler in 2012, uh, coupled with the uh, A580 automatic transmission, and then also available with a manual transmission. So this is the first application of the Pentastar V6 coupled with a manual transmission as well. The Wrangler's new powertrain works perfectly well out on the street, but it really comes into its own on the trail. Just looking at this engine spec sheet doesn't do it justice. It's incredibly refined and quiet, but flexible as well. In this application, it puts out 285 horsepower with 260 pound-feet of torque. It also features a reverse-mounted alternator, so it stays high and dry, plus equal-length exhaust downpipes. Regardless of transmission, a 5-speed automatic or a 6-speed manual are offered. All two-door models sticker at 17 miles per gallon in the city and 21 on the highway. Four-door versions with the manual lose one MPG around town, while automatic-equipped models also drop one on the highway. Still, these scores are better than the 2011s. These are great upgrades for a product that basically sells itself. In fact, last July, the Wrangler had its best sales month ever, topping 14,000 units, and that is without Pentastar power. But don't think Chrysler's gonna stick it to you in 2012. 
the uh, the base price of the Wrangler is uh, the two-door Wrangler is twenty-two thousand forty-five dollars. That was the same as the 2011 vehicle, $22,045. And the base price starting on the four-door is $25,545. And again, that's going to be the same for this year. Thanks for that report, Craig. Hey, don't forget to tune in to AutoLine After Hours tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Tonight we're going to be joined by Roaster Jack, the guy who sends us coffee. Turns out he's also a huge Buick fan. But we'll also be talking about the latest inside info on the auto industry. So join me and Peter DeLorenzo for AutoLine After Hours. And thanks for tuning in. We will see you tomorrow.